there. And how are you? Me? I'm pretty good. I've got a hot cup of coffee in front of me. Five jazz songs for you. This is Songs and Stories, Supplemental Jazz Edition, Part 68, the ongoing series. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends, or at least as long as I draw breath. <laughs> I suppose someday um, it will end. Probably won't be for a very long time. At least I plan on sticking around this planet for another 50 years. Oh, just needed a sip of coffee there. So, I hope you all had a um, wonderful weekend thus far. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here in the nation's capital of Ottawa, Canada. And uh, I'm going to deliver some music for your ears to soothe your soul. This is uh, a, a relatively new track from an album released on, well, very new, actually, August 5th. This is from the album It Takes One to Know One. This is Sam Dillon and Andrew Gold with their composition, Kickball.
start your day. That is some smoking hot jazz. And I can dig it. Okay. <laughs> that is, of course, from the album um, It Takes One to Know One. And that was recorded live at the... Um, oh, my goodness. What was the name of the, the club it was recorded at? Uh, I had it here a second ago in my notes. Live recording uh, at the at GB's Juke Joint, Long Island City in New York, on November 8th, 2021. And of course, absolutely live, so there's a little bit of improv in there for sure. Andrew Gold and Sam Dillon, two, uh, two young sax players. Uh, Sam Dillon is tenor sax, and uh, Andrew Gold is the alto sax player. As I said, both young men, uh, Andrew originally hailing from New York City, and he's been a very much in-demand player. He's um, played with James Moody, Wallace Ronnie, John Fattis, and the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra, just to name a few. Incredibly talented musician, and uh, writes quite a bit. He's a, quite, the, quite, the, uh, quite the composer, as it turns out. And of course, Sam Dillon, well, Sam, also a young man, he... Uh, He's very accomplished. He has 20 studio recordings uh, to his credit. And I, my goodness, I think he's only about 33, if he's even that old. He has been teaching for about eight years now, and he's played all over the world, Tokyo, uh, Torino, Sao Paulo. He's played at the Lincoln Jazz Center, and he was um, and he was selected as a semifinalist in the Thelonious Monk International Saxophone Competition. And as a semifinalist, he performed with the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. for Wayne Shorter, Jimmy Heath, Branford Marsalis, Bobby Watson, and Jane Ira Bloom. He's also performed at the Carnegie Hall, Jazz at Lincoln Center, Symphony Space, the Smoke Jazz Club, just to name a couple. A very talented couple of young men who are really pushing jazz in the modern milieu. Or at least I like to think so. Definitely hear the influence of um, Charlie Parker in there. Okay. Let's play some more music, shall we? You don't want to listen to me talk all day. This next composition is titled Maiden Voyage, and it was released on July 22nd, 2022. This is David Garfield, accompanied by Alfonso Johnson and Land Richards. Enjoy. Maiden Voyage.
There's a composition that's firmly rooted in the hard bop style, but with multiple jazz fusion influences. Not full fusion, but just a little smattering of it, just enough to let you know that the fusion influence is there. I think it's a pretty good blend myself, but maybe you think differently. That's entirely up for you to decide, of course. I won't tell you how to think. After all, music is subjective, like all art. You love it or you don't. And who would I be to tell you what to love or not to love? It is subjective, and it's up to you to decide what you love, what you like, and what you dislike. Okay, now let's talk about this uh, trio. Uh, David Garfield... Now, he's originally from Chicago, born in 1956. Keyboardist, songwriter, producer. He's worked with kind of a who's who of pop music as well as jazz. I mean, Smokey Robinson, Cher, Steve Lukather from Toto. Spinal Tap, yes, Spinal Tap. George Benson, The Manhattan Transfer. 
He's also worked with Freddie Hubbard, Boz Skaggs, Olita Adams, Natalie Cole, and Michael Bolton. I'm just going to let that one hang. A job is a job. A musician plays, and they get paid to do so. So no judgment. I'm not a Michael Bolton fan, in case you can't figure that one out. Now, as a band leader, um, his first record was released in uh, 1992, so 30 years ago. He, Like I said, he was born uh, in 1956. So, yeah, he's been on the scene for a long time now. And uh, he's, he's participated in a couple of different projects. Uh, Charisma, Lost Lobotomies with Steve Lukather uh, from Toto, guitar player. Brilliant guitar player, by the way. Uh, David Garfield and Friends. And, and David Garfield and Friends are releasing albums since 1988. Lost Lobotomies, ni- 1989 was their first release, and their latest release, Lost Lobotomies 3.0, released in 2018. He's also worked with, uh, like I said, a who's who of jazz over the last 30-plus years. Interesting fellow. Uh, quite quite the talented musician and producer. I, uh, I like him. I do. Now, the other member of the band, Alfonso Johnson, he's, a, he's the eldest member at the age of 71. He turned 71 in this, this past February. He was a, a long-standing member, or I shouldn't say long-standing, but a member of um, the Jazz Fusion Group Weather Report from 73 to 75. And he's, uh, he's worked with uh, Santana, Carlos Santana, of course, Phil Collins, um, a few members of the Grateful Dead over the years, and... Uh, even recorded with Chet Baker, the late great Chet Baker, originally from Philadelphia. He's uh, he started off as a stand-up or upright bass player, double bass, but switched to uh, electric bass in his late teens. And uh, yeah, he's never really looked back after that. Quite the talented individual, and he's he's recorded with uh, a lot of people over the years, as I said. Now I, I may need to pour myself another cup of coffee, so I'm gonna step away for a split second, and I'm back with a fresh cup of coffee, mug, big mug of coffee, in my True North Eager Beaver coffee mug, recently uh, acquired coffee mug, I should add. Oh, that's so good. I love a, a, a mug of hot coffee in the morning. Now, uh, Mr. Johnson uh, was on um, the uh, classic 1981 recording Face Value by Phil Collins. You might go, face value. That's the one where it's just a close-up, black-and-white photo of Phil Collins' face. Now, the demos recorded for that album were between 79 and 1980, and then the album, of course, was released in 81, the final release. And um, it it had a couple of songs on it you might be familiar with. Um, In the Air Tonight. Yeah, you, you know that song with the drum portion that the whole world still air drums to. Yeah. It's a brilliant piece of music that was featured in uh, season one of Miami Vice. Um, was it the first or second episode? I don't recall. And it, it, it became a hit song again. And it's charted multiple times through the course of its uh, 41 years since its original release. It's still a great piece of music, by the way. But let's talk about the next member of the band, who I don't have a lot of information on for some strange reason. I just can't seem to find a bunch of information about Land Richards. He's a drummer, and I can tell you who he's worked with. Quite literally a who's who of pop and jazz. I mean, to give you a couple examples, uh, Stevie Wonder, uh... Bobby Womack, Dionne Warwick, Jessica Simpson, like George Benson, Patty Austin, <laughs> like Nell Carter. Remember Nell Carter? Give me a break. No. Anyway, um, the man has worked with literally everyone in pop and, and jazz over the last 30, 35 years, I believe. But I can't tell you a whole lot about him because there's very little info to find on the internet. Now, he's, he's, uh, 
He's appeared on the t- uh, the Tonight Show. He's uh, been on the Byron Allen, the Arsenio Hall, Good Morning America, Soul Train, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve show. He's been on Sesame Street, which that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's about all the info I have on the guy. I can tell you who he's worked with, but I don't know much about the man. I don't know where he was born, and I don't know how his uh, career got started. There's almost no information on the fella, but he is a very talented drummer, and I like his style of playing, that is. I I don't know the man at all, so, you know. All right, let's move it along, shall we, because I've been babbling for far too long. This next composition is um, titled um, Invitation, which is, uh, it's a single, uh, it's from well, it was released July 8th of this year, July 8th, 2022. It's uh, um, Scandinavian jazz. Richard Anderson, Per Mol, I can't pronounce his name, and Jorge uh, Jorg. I don't know how you pronounce it in, in uh, Swedish or Danish for that matter. Uh, Jorg Rossi. Uh, it would be Jorge if we were speaking Spanish. Uh, George Al. Rogue? I don't know. I'm guessing. This is Invitation. Thank you. 
also he's a jazz musician and a metal musician. That's kind of unique. <laughs> he's um, he's quoted as some of his favorite artists: um, Deep Purple, Rainbow, Jimi Hendrix, Envy, Momstein, Bach, Vivaldi, and Paganini. So rather wide spectrum there, to say the least. Now, I don't know when he got into jazz, and I, I, it's hard to find a lot of information about him. He was, um, as, as a child, he, he learned how to play the keyboard at the age of seven, and he was, he was what you would call a, a prodigy, because he was able to play a lot of work uh, by Mozart. Since then, he's kind of developed his own style, and he, he goes back and forth between classical music and metal, and now he's ventured into jazz, which I find to be quite fascinating. Now, the other members of this trio, um, Per Molhol, I don't know, M-O with a slash through the O, L-L-E-H with a slash through a second O, J. Per, Per, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he's originally from Copenhagen. He's Danish. And... Uh, that's about all I can tell you. <laughs> I know. It's some of these individuals who, uh, they, they keep a relatively low profile in, in many, many cases now. Why, I don't know. But maybe they just like their privacy, as, as many of us do. And the third member of the band is, is the drummer, who is also a pianist and a vibraphonist. Uh, uh, well, Jorge, I put, would pronounce it if he was Spanish. Uh, but he goes by Jordi, J-O-R-D-I, Rossi, Jordi Rossi. Now, Jorge, I guess he would be pronounced Jorge because he was originally born in Barcelona, but he um, he now lives in Sweden, and he's been on the scene since about 1993, I guess, was when his first albums were released. He's worked as a uh, band leader as well as a uh, session musician and a member of another uh, um, a number of bands throughout the years. But he's been uh, playing and touring with uh, kind of a who's who of jazz throughout Europe for the last 30 years. I guess he was born in 1964. Like I said, uh, he started playing drums at the age of 11. So talented individual. But that's, I can't tell you a whole lot about him. It's just, I find a lot of Scandinavian jazz is very hard to find info on on the players doesn't mean I dislike the music. I mean, I, I love it, which is why I play it here for you. Okay. I'm going to move this along. Uh, we're going to get into, well, more Scandinavian. Actually, these guys might even be from, uh, I think they're Polish, actually. It's the, I, I'm not even going to be able to pronounce their names, uh, Golniak, Masij Golniak Trio. Okay, I'm, I'm, I know I messed that up horribly. If you are uh, reading the titles, you will, well, I'll have the titles, of course, on the Mixcloud page and, and on the, um, the um, oh my goodness, what is the other website I use? <laughs> the RSS page. It'll also, if you listen to this in Spotify or Amazon or Google, all that information will be there as well. So you can certainly try and pronounce the names of these individuals because I, I really can't. This song was released August 1st of this year. It's just a single. I don't know if there's going to be more coming from them or not, but let's give this a go, shall we? This is um, I Miss You, Grandma. Thank you. 
from Warsaw, Poland. I miss you, Grandma. That is the trio, along with their um, additional. So that's the, let me see if I can pronounce his name correctly. One second here. I'm going to try this. Okay, it's the Maciej Goldniak Trio, along with Lukasz Kory Balski. I hope I didn't butcher that too terribly. I hate to mispronounce names because, well, it's the person's name. It's who they are. Sometimes, though, it's difficult to uh, to get it, the translation, that is. Now, Maciej, uh, he's a drummer, composer, producer, session, mu- session musician, band member, and band leader, as the trio is named after him. Now, he's been on the scene for uh, 15 years, as near as I can tell. Not a ton of biographical information about the trio, or Lukash, uh, for that matter. You can find them on, on the Spotify, amongst many other streaming services. And they are kind of the leaders in, in, in Polish jazz um, these days. I, I understand they will have a full-length album out soon. I don't know when it's being released, but uh, I Miss You Grandma is the, I guess you could say, the lead-off single for that record. Whenever it appears, I honestly don't know. And I'd love to tell you about the members, and but unfortunately there's just not a lot of information available about them. Nevertheless, the music is there for us to enjoy. And after all, isn't that really the reason we're here? Is to sit back, relax, and let the jazz flow over you? I, again, sometimes it's just difficult to find out information on some of these jazz artists because, let's face it, jazz is not um, in the forefront or the mainstream. It's, it's, say, for a few artists, it kind of lurks in the shadows. But if you listen to this show and you know how much I love jazz, well, you clearly do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here now, would you? Okay. One more composition for today, and I thought, you know what, I haven't played anything by this gentleman in a little while, and since he's been honored by the Royal Canadian Mint, as he is featured on a the new uh, $1 coin, along with a $20 coin and a $200 gold coin, although the, the loony, the $1 coin, as it's known in Canada, it's, uh, because there's a loon on the back of it, or, or I should say there was a loon on the front of it, and the queen's um, portrait on the, on, the, on the flip side of the coin, hence the term loony, because there was a loon on it, and I'm, I'm babbling. This uh, new coin uh, features the color purple on the uh, front side with the late great jazz legend, the man with four hands, the Maharaja of the keyboard, the one, the only, Mr. Oscar Peterson. And this is the, um, this composition is titled Reunion Blues. It's the Oscar Peterson Trio featuring, or I should say, with Milt Jackson. Sit back, relax, and let the jazz flow over you. Thank you. 
Wilson. Something I've never talked about on this show before, but I, I thought I'll go into it in a little bit of detail today. Oscar Peterson uh, was awarded Pianist of the Year by Downbeat Magazine in 1950. And then for the next 12 years straight, he was Pianist of the Year. He became an Officer of the Order of Canada in 1972. Twelve years later, in 1984, he became a Companion of the Order of Canada. It's the highest civilian honor one can receive in, in, in Canada. The man just, forget it, his list of awards is unbelievably long. It's ridiculous. Honorary degrees, my goodness, Berkeley College of Music, Carleton University, Queen's University, Concordia, University of Laval, McMaster University, Mount Allison University, Northwestern University of Toronto, University of the West Indies, University of Western Ontario. You You get it? The man was a legend in his lifetime. And with each passing year, the legend only grows bigger. There, um is a new uh, public square in downtown Montreal, Oscar Peterson Square. He was born in Little Burgundy, which is a section of um, uh, downtown Montreal, uh, right on the doorstep of uh, Griffintown, for the most part. Griffintown, um, known as the mostly Irish neighborhood. And, yeah, they're like, literally, they, they butt up against one another. The Lachine Canal runs along... Uh, through that area. I don't know if you're aware of Montreal, but um, yeah, Little Burgundy, which was a mostly black neighborhood back in uh, the early part of the 20th century. Still very much a largely black neighborhood, but, you know, much more mixed today, um, simply due to the fact that, you know, we're a much more uh, diverse society today. Thankful for that, too, by the way. So, Oscar Peterson Park, there's Oscar Peterson Square. Like I said, the list of awards for this man are just too many to mention because he's in the National Order of Quebec, ordered this Art et des Lettres in France, um, Civic Award of Merit for the City of Mississauga, Oscar Peterson Theatre at the Canadian Embassy in Tokyo, Japan, named after him. Oscar Peterson Hall at the University of Toronto in uh, Mississauga. Oscar Peterson Public School in Stouffville. BBC Radio Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, the, the list of honors for this man just go on forever. And because of the fact that he was the most gifted pianist in jazz history, and, and not just jazz history, but you could say musical history. Now, towards the end of his life, he had had several strokes, and uh, it, it left his left hand not not unusable, but certainly not up to his, his normal playing capabilities. And it was a um, politician and ambassador, uh, Bob Ray, who was a good friend of... Uh, of Oscar Peterson. He's a bit of a pianist himself. He said, a one-handed Oscar Peterson is better than just about anyone with two hands, and I, I can't argue with that. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show here because uh, I need another cup of coffee. So I hope you've enjoyed today's program, and uh, I hope you'll come back for more in the future. And until we meet again, my friends, you take care, eh? Stay cool. Talk to you soon. Bye.